and welcome to Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I'm your husband and GM, Zach. And I am your wife and player, Diana. And this is Series 1, Episode 39 of the Segaranza Campaign. How are you, my darling? I'm alright. Nothing really exciting has changed, nothing really different has happened, but I would like to address that this is Episode 39. And not, um, 36 again? I think the number of times that I've gotten the episode of the series wrong is a lot. Probably as many times as I've been like, I'm sick, (laughs) as I've said I've been sick while we're recording. Um, I am very good at counting, and I am very good at prep work, which I definitely did for this episode. I definitely came into this episode with an idea for what those two failures you rolled were going to look like in game i definitely prepped that i believe you and i I definitely counted the number of episodes as your wife i know that math is definitely your strongest suit Mm -hmm. and that um forward thinking and preparing for (laughs) for Mm -hmm. games especially absurd games with your wife or those are definitely your strongest suits i understand that yeah yeah all all that tracks yeah so Mm -hmm. this is gonna be a great episode i'm excited yeah So let's get in it. Okay. Let's do it. Yes. So when we last left off, Sal and her troop had managed to get out of the, the, essentially you left the city. Yeah. You uh, you left the city of Segaranza to try to get around outside the wall and blow up the wall to get into Corpstown, essentially sort of behind occupied lines. Yes. We're not trying to blow up the wall. We're trying to blow a hole through the wall. Mm, mm-hmm. And so if the wall is blown up, then, you know, fine. But we're just trying to create a hole so that we can get everybody in and all of the things. We have a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to get those things to the people who need them. Not the man. <laughs> Damn the man. So it is, it's the dry season in the steppes. Mm-hmm. And it is hot. And you guys left early in the morning, so it is coming up on, like, noonish time, midday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the sun is sitting in the sky, just burning down on you. There's there's no clouds in the sky except for, like, light, wispy little clouds that provide no shelter, no coverage. Mm-hmm. We talked last week about how the step flies endlessly to one side of you as you walk with the the tall wall of Segaranza to your other side. You are not walking on... Well, actually, I guess there would be a small road here for, for things like maintenance, patrols, repairs. It is not as well kept as the road uh, out of Segaranza. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's very bumpy. It's very rocky here. And your crew is trying to push and carry these big wagons that are loaded up with armor, with weapons, with supplies, medicine, healing, uh, potions, mm-hmm. and also explosives. So the work is going slow. It's going sluggish. It is hard because you weren't able to afford pack animals for these wagons, just the wagons themselves. Right. So it's all manpower. Mm-hmm. Are Meringu and I still the scout and the yes. um, trail mm-hmm. blazer? Uh, and on top of that, ever since you left the walls of the city, the gnolls have been acting strangely. Mm-hmm. Omin has become erratic. He sprints around the the, the caravan, 
it, his head is always on a swivel. Um, you can see like that conical shaped hat, like constantly like mm-hmm. twisting and shifting and, and looking in all different directions. Hamna Mamumin is very inward. She's very like in on herself, walking very slowly but very anxiously. The slightest sound of a of the wagon uh, like hitting a rock, her whole body jumps and she growls. Marshiri is possibly handling it the best, but she keeps making these slight whimpering sounds. And she also, you hear her mumbling to herself in between what sounds like, you know when our dog is asleep and she grinds her teeth? Oh, yeah. Or she, like when uh, our dog like yips a little bit in mm-hmm. her sleep? Like the... Yeah. Like really soft, mm-hmm. like not thinking about it noises that she makes. Yeah. Uh, so Marshiri is, uh, she has her like hands crossed over her stomach um, and she's kind of, she's, she's talking to herself. She's uh, making these kind of strange sounds. All of this has kind of created a sort of tension in the, in the troop because everyone knew Hamna Mamamin's reservations about right. going out. Right. So how are you feeling? I mean, I think I'm nervous because I don't want anything to happen to my friends. I especially don't want something to happen with this group that we're caravanning with to happen to my friends. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want the soldiers to turn on them. I don't want them to turn on the soldiers. I don't want, um, I don't want them to go rogue, right? Like, I, they didn't want to come out here and they're in this position because of me and so I feel bad about it and I'm concerned about them and I think I keep checking in on them because if I remember correctly last time I had already asked Marshiri if she thought that they get, they would be able to make it that they'd be okay or maybe I asked Omen. Uh, no, I think you checked in with Marshiri. Actually, I think it was Marshiri. Marshiri said yeah, she was having uh, a little trouble like breathing. Yeah. Um, but but no, I'm I'm, I'm okay. We'll, we'll, we'll be okay. We can do it. We can yeah. make it. Yeah, so I already like did those, I already did that kind of check in like a asking how they are so i think i'm just like visually checking in with them letting mm-hmm. the other people know not to bother them let them kind of do what they need to do and then just like keep just keeping an eye on them i guess i'm not really checking in on them i guess i'm more keeping an eye on them yeah um as i scout and or trailblaze i think i'm scouting I think uh, he's trailblazing yeah, yeah yeah uh Mourinho was trailblazing you were scouting we didn't assign yeah. a quartermaster because we don't really have yeah one. i didn't think that was appropriate yeah up ahead, you notice um, a few of... You see two of the city guards who have come with you walk over to Duarte, who is kind of helping uh, pull one of the wagons. Mm-hmm. And you see them talking to him and, like, pointing at Omen. Mm-hmm. And Duarte, like, nods and, and he, like, raises his hand and he's like, okay, okay. And you see one of them switch places with Duarte and Duarte breaks off from the wagon and starts falling back to meet with you in the back of the caravan. Okay. And Duarte uh, comes up to you and he goes, um, hey, we need to get control of these three. What do you mean? He, like, looks over to Omen, who's, like, kneeling, facing the sun, and is just, like, his legs are, like, bouncing, and his, like, shoulders are shaking. Mm -hmm. And he goes... That is not the same person that I met in Zagunda Station. 
Yeah, we know we're in a dangerous situation. You leave them alone and we'll handle this situation. Todd says, I understand, but my friends are getting nervous and I'm getting nervous. I don't know what he's going to do. Well, what would you have me do? I don't, I don't, that's why I came to you because I thought you might have something. I mean, I will talk to them, but you will not lay a hand on him. Let me be very, very clear. Let me be very, very clear. If you turn into an angry mob, which is the thing that I'm worried about, that they're all going to turn into an angry mob. If you turn into an angry mob, I will slaughter you all out here and leave you for the buzzards. These are my friends. We will not turn on them. Okay. This is her paranoid yeah. brain. This he is gets her explicitly brain. pissed off. Yeah. He goes, I'm not talking about laying a hand on him. I'm saying that... I'm worried about him. Me too. <laughs> She's just looking at him. She's like, me too. Just do something about him. But what if I can't? What if I can't do anything? What are you going to do? Because the answer better be nothing. Because um, I'm more concerned with helping the city than making sure one guy keeps his shit together. I think... She says something like, well, I guess I'm a bigger person than you because I can worry about both of those things. <laughs> and um, I walk away from him because okay. oh, he's fine. being a dick. <laughs> 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 she thinks he's being a dick. She thinks it. I. She's worried. I told, right. I told, like, that's what she's worried about. She's worried yeah. about this crew turning on them. So when he comes and he's like, hey, you need to do something about it, she's worried that, that it's already starting. Yes. It's not like the city guard has a great track record. Exactly. But I... He wasn't being a dick. I mean... But she... Well... Yes, but you're right. Sao doesn't... Sao doesn't know this dude. Right. She doesn't know his his opinions on shit. That's, that's fair. Right, yeah. Like, we, we didn't sit down and be like, all right, listen, we're going to be traveling with three Knolls, and this is how I feel about it, and you guys mm. better be on board, otherwise... Le-. Like, we yeah. never had that conversation. Uh, by the way, Omen is taking off his sephiric laden clothes. I, I was already walking towards mm-hmm. him. I had left yeah. Duarte, and I'm walking towards um, Omen, and I'm, like, putting things back on him as he's taking them off. Like, he's taking off his cloak, and I'm, like, putting it back on and buttoning it, and he's taking off his hat, and I'm putting that back on, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 Omen, we have to keep these things on you. Uh, we have to keep them on. He starts yelling about how it's too hot. He's like, no, no, this is, it's too hot. Let me take this cloak off. I know. I can't stand it. I know it's hot. I know it's hot, but you have to keep it on just for a little bit longer. It's going to give you some nice shade. We can get you some water. Let's just tie this really, really tight around you. He shoves you. I stand back up and I go, that was not nice. We are going to be doing this and tying this on you. Hold on. Let me just ask a question really quick. Yeah. Is this Diana the school counselor reacting or is this Sound the Guild princess reacting? I think Sound the Guild princess is like gritting her teeth and she's like mad that she got shoved, but she knows that he's not in his right mind. And so Diana the counselor is taking over for Sound the Guild Princess. But I do I don't think that she would yell at him. Okay. Like at this point in their relationship, like if it had been someone else, mm-hmm. I think she might have yelled at them. But this is this is Omen. We all know this is the OTP. Like, this is Omen. I don't have a preference, by the way, but I know Omen it has a special place in everybody's heart. So that's not the point. That's not the point. The point is. 
I don't think she would yell at him because she knows he's not in his right mind, right? Okay. So she's like gritting her teeth and she's like, we're going to tie this really tight. No more shoving. And, and then I- like, I don't know if there is like a rope or something, but I think I tie him to me or like I grab his arm and I'm like, well, just hang out with me, bud. Can I slow this yes. down a little yeah, bit? Yes, okay. Yes, yes. You are uh, uh, trying to, you're, you're putting those clothes back on him and I'm specifically slowing this down and I think I have yeah. the ability to... Uh, because you rolled two failed rolls for your for your navigate. I did. Um, we did do that. So I am gonna make things get slightly worse. Okay. Uh. I have just so that everybody knows, I found my good dice, my good lucky purple dice that do very well for me about fifty percent of the time. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't <laughs> think those dice roll all that well. They roll better fifty percent of the time, which is what dice do they are our lovely or the they're diana's lovely purple uh apillion dice that yeah. we got from magpie games at yeah. pax unplugged yeah um they're very nice they're very the the sixes are beautiful on them yeah they're beautiful little dragons and purple's my favorite color and the other dice i was rolling with are not purple so that's why these are my lucky dice so uh as you're 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 kind of wrestling with omen mm-hmm. um and marshiri i think did a very good job of making sure all of their clothes all the like protective clothing was on them very tight Mm -hmm. so he he wasn't able to completely get any clothes off but he was like starting to like untie the straps and you're like retying them he's like kind of pushing away from you and and like shoving you uh and i think marshiri sees this and she starts barking like uh growling Mm mm-hmm and she starts like running over to Omin as you're trying to do this. Mm-hmm. And you see just Omin's like head jerk her way and he starts growling. And Marshiri uh, starts yelling, Omin, you idiot, keep those fucking clothes on. Um, and she's like marching over and she has her, uh, she has like her claws out basically. Mm-hmm. She, she's got like her hands curled into claws. And she starts growling, and he starts growling, and now you're in the middle of these two gnolls that are, that Omen hasn't, like, ripped himself away from you, but he is kind of, like, pulling a little bit, Mm -hmm. and Marshiri is coming towards him Mm -hmm. um, very aggressively, and they're both growling and kind of, like, barking. I think I say, like, I put my hands up in between them, and I'm like, whoa, 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 let's, let's calm down here, guys. Let's. Try to get a hold of ourselves. I know that this might be hard, but let's try to get a hold of ourselves. Let's calm down here. There's no reason for us to be growling at each other. Marshiri says, um, this idiot's going to get himself fucking killed. And uh, Omen says, I don't want to go back. I don't want. I don't even want to go in there. I don't want to go back in the city. No, fuck this. I'm done. I, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to just stay out here. Um, and he, like, with one hand is trying to, like, like keep Marshiri away and with the other hand is like trying to do undo like the knots mm-hmm. I'm so excited for this opportunity that you've presented me with so I look to him and I put my hand on his chest mm-hmm. and I go oh man you never want to see me again you never want to see your friends again and I've got big puppy dog eyes as I'm looking up at him He's, uh... I, I'm i specifically trying to use, like, my charmy people oh, yeah. skills. No, no, for sure you're triggering, triggering a move. Yeah. Definitely parlay. Yeah. Um, But I think just before you roll, he's, like, looking at you, and he's he's kind of stopped, and he's growling very lightly, and Marshiri is kind of, like, standing behind you with, like, her, her um, hackles raised? Is that a phrase? Hackles raised? Is that a cat thing, or is that a dog thing? I think it's both. 
I think it is that their shoulders. Yeah, is that the hair on their shoulders. Yeah, you can't see it obviously because she's like covered right. up, but you can tell by like like her her posture yeah. is like very aggressive. Yeah, roll roll parlay. Let's see how okay. this goes. Ah, I told you these were better. I rolled a nine plus two is an eleven. On a hit, they ask you for something and do it if you make them a promise first. So Omin, Omin kind of like looks at you, and he goes, "Um, no, I guess I want to go back, but we have to come back out here. I don't, I don't want to be trapped in there anymore. I want to have a choice." He says, "Promise me you'll bring me back out here." I promise you that I will do everything in my power to make that happen. I think the whole caravan now is kind of stopped because there was all this yelling and barking and like he shoved you and like all this mm-hmm. stuff was happening. And Omen like looks to you, looks to Marcia, looks to the caravan, and kind of like shakes his head and you see like the like the crystals on the edge of the of the cone hat like kinda of, like shake a little bit. And he like shakes out his wrist and he goes, Okay, alright, fine. Okay. He like growls a little bit, uh, and he starts walking back to the the caravan, and he like kind of like shoves Marshiri a little bit, and she growls but like doesn't escalate things anymore. Mm-hmm. And then she starts walking in behind him, and they rejoin the caravan, and you guys continue on your way. I so du- is Duarte still at the back of the caravan where I was? Yes, uh, and he has his hand on the handle, of, or he had his hand on the handle of his sword. Mm-hmm. Um, as they kind of walk back calmly, he he takes it off, um, and the caravan kind of like starts so rolling again. I go back to the back of the caravan to mm-hmm. you know like because I'm checking, I'm a scout, I'm checking to make sure no one's like following us or anything. And I go up to him and I go, "I've handled it. Please leave." Because like, I know that I didn't handle it well. I know that this doesn't look good. I mean, you you handled it well. I'm, but he could, I mean, that escalated in a way that I wasn't anticipating, so. He nods, uh, and I think he walks back to the front. Yeah, I think you guys walk for, a, I mean, it's a pretty far trek around the outside of the city. Mm-hmm. I, I think at one point, Mourinho, um, Mourinho leaves the front to come back and find you. Not that this is, like, I keep making it sound like this is a crazy long caravan. It's, like, 10 to 12 people and two, two carts. carts. It's yeah. not, like, a, like, it's a more amorphous thing. But he comes back to find you, and he uh, asks you, like, how far do you want to go? And I think he, you can see the corner, like, the point of the anvil. Okay. Like, way far ahead in the distance. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, he says, the further we get to the, we go to the point, the the further away from the city guard's line will be, but also the thicker the wall's going to be. So it's up to you. Uh, and also the further down the drop is going to be. Because if you remember, Corpstown is the lowest part of the valley. Mm-hmm. So there's a natural, like the natural cliff yeah. is very high at that point. Yeah. I think I go, we need to be far enough away that the city guard aren't going to necessarily be drawn in by the explosion. We need to be close enough that we're not killing ourselves getting down because we have to drag all of these weapons into the city. So I think we need somebody like you or maybe someone from Corpstown, maybe we should ask Mama Men, where we think that per- that place would be. If the city guard are going to be at the line of where Corpstown starts, mm-hmm. we have to assume that. Where will they not hear the blast or where where will they be able to mistake the blast for something else but we can still get in with relative ease. 
Okay. I am wondering... That's a that's probably a discern reality. I'm wondering if it's a discern realities because it's really just one question that you have. Unless mm-hmm. you think those other questions would be useful. No. I'm also... I, I, because I think the alternative is just defy danger plus wisdom and yeah. then you you know the best way in yeah i guess you could i guess you could discern realities and let's do discern realities because any other extra questions might come in handy yeah okay so basically you're meeting with you and murdering you you find hamna mamamin and you're you're trying to figure out you know are we far enough do we should we go a little bit further like what what should we do mm-hmm I rolled a seven. So you get one question. Oh, shit. Is it what should I be on the lookout for, or what here is useful or valuable to me? I mean, I think they're both basically getting to the same thing, which is where should we go in. I ask the question that gets me that answer. Yeah. Which is your biggest... So it sounds like there's three concerns here. There is being far from the line, being not too high up, Mm -hmm. and... Not going where the wall is too thick. Yeah. Are any of those three... A bigger concern. Actually, I, what what are the two most important concerns? I think... Because we have so much explosive, I'm not actually very concerned about the thickness of the wall. I'm concerned about, like, a whole troop of guards hearing mm-hmm. us and us being too high to be able to do anything about it. Okay. So those are my two big concerns. Okay. We have so much... We have so much gunpowder... That I think we can get through a wall. Okay. Based on that, I think the best way in, there's a point that is... You you talk to Marshiri, or you talk to Hamna, Mamomin, and Marinu, and they both think that you're coming up on a point that is far enough from the line that it would take... It would take a while to get... It, it would take a while for the line for any soldiers that are on the line to get to where it is. Okay. Um, It is so thick, though, that the amount of explosives you will need to use will definitely be heard from the line. Mm -hmm. Like, there will be no hiding this act of destruction. Okay. And it's also not terribly high up, but it is over a sort of residential district mm-hmm. which could make falling debris a concern. And then that's not a good space. That's not we need to get closer then. If we're not going to have if we're not going to be able to mm. hide this if we're not going to be able to hide the explosion, then we need to be able to get in very quickly. And if it's if we're worried oh, yeah. about falling debris well but if we're worried about falling debris then we're not going to go in very quickly because we're going to be worried about the rocks that I'm assuming we'd have to push out of the way even after the explosion. I don't think... So when I say there's going to be falling debris, I don't mean that it will impede your getting down. This mm-hmm. would be the fastest way to get down. Mm-hmm. But it might damage some housing or even people. The actual explosion might. Right. And there's no way to warn them. Yes. So this is not a good space then. Okay. We either need to get closer or go further. I raise these concerns. Mm-hmm. I am not... She's not a strategist. Like, maybe we need to bring in Duarte or, or Petronelia. Mourinho kind of frowns, um, and he says, I really think that's, that's, the best, that's the best way in. Like, we'll be able to get down very quickly. We'll be able to get into the city quickly. 
um, I don't know how we're going to get these wagons full of stuff down the steep cliffs. And Mama Min says, um, another option could be if we go into the cemetery, which would be higher up, would be a little higher up, but, and she's like still like kind of like skittish um, and like she's like stuttering a lot and like mm-hmm. pausing. We, we could go um, to, the, to, the, to, to the cemetery. It would be higher up, but um, it'd be less, less risk to the people, people below. How much further away is it? Maybe another hour's trek, so it'll also be later. I think I look to Mama Min and I go, could you wait another hour to get into the city? I don't think she says anything. I don't think she answers. I walk away from that group and I go find Marshiri. Okay. And I ask Marshiri that same question. Marshiri is still very agitated. Mm-hmm. She is uh, very angry. She's still kind of like talking and under her breath and yipping. And she goes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yep, yes, we could do that. Yeah, we could. Another hour? Yes, yes. I don't believe you. I go to Omen. And I ask Omen, Omen, we have to go into the city. We can't stay out here forever. Would you be willing to wait another hour to go back into the city, or do we need to do it now? He looks at you, and he's, like, scratching his chin like a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, uh, mm, 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 yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah, an hour? Yes, I could, I could stay out here another hour. I could stay out here all night. I go back to Mama Min and Marshiri, and I go... I don't think we have much of a choice. I think we're going to have to go through this residential area. I don't know how much longer the Mama Mints can stay out here. They both said that they could wait an hour, but they both said it in very suspicious ways. <laughs> so as much as I believe that they could go an hour, I think it is too risky for them. Okay. But I ask Mama Min um, if she knows that area. So I don't know if this is a discern realities or i'm just asking her i'm asking her for knowledge i'm asking her for her knowledge um if she knows that area if there are a lot of gnolls in that area could she like bark or something to them oh that's like give them like a warning yes i really like that let's do that she says yes she says there is a clan is that what we said for gnolls? Do we say they're in clans? Families? Let's say clans. I think that's right. Yeah, there's a clan. I mean, that's the that's the idea of what they are, so that's fair. Hamnam Mamamin thinks, and she says, um, y- yes, the, uh, the, 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 the Gilna, uh, family, um, lives in that area, so, um, perhaps, uh, perhaps that we could... Could could warn could warn them, and and uh, give them a, a a few minutes warning for the for the neighborhood. I think that's our best chance. I think that's the best thing for us to do. Mourinho agrees uh, for sure, and um, that you guys are are, are near that area. Mm-hmm. How do you want to do this? How much time do you want to give them? I think when we are, because I'm assuming it's going to take some time to set up the bomb anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think that when we arrive at this... Set them up the bomb? Sure, that internet meme thing that you showed me. (laughs) From 2006? Sure, that thing. Okay. When the explosive is being prepared, Mm -hmm. 
because I now I'm not going to say that. Um, I think that's when, like, right when we first arrive, I think that's when Mama Min should give them a warning. Like, you only have a few minutes. Or, like, leave. I don't know. Just a warning. Yeah. And we set it up, and then that's maybe as much time as we can give them unless we get some sort of response back. Okay. Yeah, I like this a lot. I think the big concern here is that you are you're asking these nulls to uh i don't know i when i think of howling uh in like typical like werewolf null fashion i think of that as like a frenzying thing does that seem fair yeah but i'm not asking them to howl i'm like asking them to send like barks Mm -hmm. which are different than howls well, to be fair, you specifically said howls. No, I said barks. I'm... I'm fairly certain... What? Okay. Well, what I meant <laughs> to say... I, I thought I said barks. Regardless, that is what I meant to say. I'm, I did mean to say barks. I might have misheard. But I, I, I thought I heard howls. Um, and I also think that if it's going to be loud enough to be heard through the wall and down the cliff and in the city... It's gonna have to be loud and sustained. Well, hold on, though. We have a dog who will every once in a while just lose her goddamn mind because some dog several buildings away is also losing their goddamn mind. And we, as humans, cannot hear the other dog losing its goddamn mind. To be fair. All right. I I still think that if you get a, a troop of hyenas wolves whatever together and Mm -hmm. they start howling or barking to communicate that is a frenzying action which i will then justify with what you you just said about our own dog yes because she'll lose her mind i think that's fair yeah your exact words was lose their goddamn mind she does lose her goddamn mind though she like jumps all over the furniture and just starts barking at the window so what i am concerned about is that this plan runs the risk of making these gnolls who are already being psychically assaulted Mm -hmm. uh lose quote their goddamn minds okay so I love this plan. So I think what we should do is... Um, well, I think we plan it with them. Maybe roll plus loyalty for the Homs. Okay. Uh, just roll once. Uh, I'm going to roll with uh, um, Omen. Because he has plus two loyalty? Yes. Uh, yeah, and I think that is fair overall. They they are they are loyal. I mean, they walked out into the steps for me. Mm-hmm. Well, well, hold on. Don't don't get your head too inflated, Sal. No, it's for me. They, they all love me. They walked into the steps to save their home. No, it's for me. Okay. It's for so they uh the group finds a finds a spot against the wall and mm-hmm. um starts like uh I think like circles up the wagons and starts loading out the explosives and setting them up against the wall to prepare. As they're as they're doing this, Mama Min uh, gets Marshiri and Omen together and explains to them what's going to happen. And they they're going to um, hyenas don't howl, but we've also said that they are also like related to jackals and um, wild dogs. In also, the they can world. bark. Well, they can bark. Well, very so loudly. I'm trying to think of what like for a long yes, time. They are they are going to do whatever hyenas. To, to communicate across long distances, yeah. um, which I'm assuming is loud 
yipping, barking chorus. Mm-hmm. And I think they, I think they do. Um, I, Hamna starts uh, with this this loud bark, and Marshiri and Omin join in, and they they set out this long period of barks and yips and howls that are so loud they like you can hear them echoing across the steps and against mm-hmm. the the massive wall. Why don't you uh, Why don't you roll plus loyalty? Okay. I'm glad I went with Omins. I rolled a five plus two is a seven. All right. That's a middling thing. Well, can you tell me what uh, that move is? I don't know. Uh, seven to do nine. The, do their thing. Opposite uh, order follower. Um, they do it, but the GM picks one from the list below. Decrease the follower's loyalty by one. They complain loudly now or later and demand something in return. Caution, laziness, or fear makes them take a long time to get it done. So I think I think we're gonna decrease Omen's loyalty by one here. No. I think this frenzying action, mm-hmm. uh, he's already kind of got it in his head that he needs to be out here. Mm-hmm. He needs to come back out here. Um, and he doesn't, I think right now in this moment, he doesn't feel like he wants to go back in. Mm-hmm. So I think he is, he is less concerned with you and more concerned with the step mm-hmm. at this point. Okay. But that's exactly what happens. They 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 bark. Uh, they they let out these this long series of barks. There's like a pause, and after a few moments, there's a return sound, mm-hmm. and then there's like uh, like from deep in the city on the other side of the wall, you can like hear it very faintly, and then uh, the Hamnas respond, the Gilnas respond, and then they stop. And Marshiri comes up to you and she says, um, the Gilnaz heard us and they're going to, they're going to warn everybody down below. I think we should be okay. Wonderful. Thank you so much. There's one more thing, though. They told us that the city guard are in Corpstown. Mm-hmm. They're not just at the, they're not just at the wall. They are roving. Okay. Um, so it might be a little rougher than we expected. Okay. I anticipated. I did prepare in my head for this eventuality. So I share that information with the city guard, and I say the mamamans need to be some of the first that go in through the hole because they need to get through those city gates to kind of get controls over themselves. But we need to make sure that we've got some really strong fighters before them in case there are some city guard waiting for us. We need strength ahead of us. We've got four grenades, so my thought is that um, once the hole is blown, that we throw a grenade in before we go in, um, in case there's any. Like we wait a little bit after the wall's been blown, and then we throw in a grenade to, if there's any city guard, to take care of that before we go in. I mean, don't forget that you're coming in on a residential area. Yes, that will be evacuated. Okay. That was the whole point of the howling. Yeah. That it will be evacuated. Yeah, but also if you throw a grenade in an empty home. I'm not going to throw it in an empty home. We're going to go through the the wall is going to be blown up. Mm -hmm. Right? Do houses build themselves onto the wall? No. We're not going to be blowing into someone's house. So there's going to be a hole in the wall. Okay. We're going to wait. If we hear footsteps, we're going to throw a grenade because we told all those people to leave. So if they're coming, it's their own fault. Okay. We're going to throw a grenade and hurt the city guard and then be able to go in. It'll just buy us a little bit more time. 
Plus, we're going to send fighters in first to help also guard the Mamamans while they can get through because they need to get that. I mean, everybody needs to get uh-huh. in as quickly as possible, but they need to be some of the first that get in so they can start gaining a little bit more control of themselves quickly. Okay. That's my plan. Uh, so Dwarf and Pat agree to head in, uh, like, to escort the... Uh, Mamamans. Yeah, the okay. Hums uh, in first, and then everybody else is, is prepared to follow. Okay. How are you getting the wagons down well they are going to escort omen and his family down mm-hmm. and then we are going to like either i guess depending on how big or heavy this is there's like 12 of us in total right mm-hmm. three of us are going to be out of commission so that puts us at nine between five people on the ground and four people at the top i'm hoping we can just kind of like pick and drop like pick up and hand down assembly line style or either literally pick up the cart and move it down so that the five people below can pick it up. Is there a jump? I mean, how far are we? So I think there is... What you can expect, what you would know, I think, is that there is the wall. The mm-hmm. wall's about five feet thick. Okay. Very thick. It is very thick. Then there is a short walkway. Mm-hmm. And then there's the natural cliff side mm-hmm. that goes down. Uh, and I think Hamna... Mama Min tells you that that drop at that point is maybe 20 feet? That's really fucking high. I would not have picked this part. I would not have picked this area if it was that high. Yeah, but that's, that's a that's, building. I wouldn't have picked this part if it was that high. I'm going to go down to 15. That's still But So here's the other thing, though. Here's the thing, though. There are houses down there. So there's also a roof that... Okay. That... Th- so that... That... that decreases the drop. So, assembly line style, then. Okay. Like, house on the prairie is on fire, so there's the well, and everybody lines up to start throwing buckets of water on the well. That's what I'm talking about. Assembly line style. To get everything down. Okay. Um, Because 15 feet is ridiculous to bring a cart down. And I'm mad at you for not sharing 15 feet with me before. I'm sorry. We have... (laughs) We have talked... Listen, I think I'm being very generous with 15 feet. <laughs> we we have established in the fiction that there is a that the whole city is under a cliff, and we've established that it is at its deepest in Corpse Town. I think 15 feet is being very kind. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. I'm still mad at you about 15 feet, though. I can appreciate the storytelling and be mad at the details that I have to work with. I don't think I was. I was unforthcoming. I don't think you were either. I still get to be mad about it. 15 <laughs> that's, feet. That's true. Now I'm like drawing things so that I can actually like understand, like see things. Mm-hmm. Let's say, let's say that you need to actually get across there to, to see, to see what situation you're dealing with. Okay, cool. Well, either it's assembly line style. If we can get people down there, we can get weapons down there. Like we can just throw them. Yeah. We can just throw them. Um, you're gonna, you're gonna, you'll, you'll figure it out. Yeah. I believe in, I believe in Sal. Well, Sal is very good at murdering people, so she'll figure this out. All right, so we've warned them. We get the, we get the explosives ready, mm-hmm. and we set them off to discharge. Everyone kind of, like, rushes back away from the explosion. I think uh, Mourinho and everybody else, uh, like, goes and, like, hides behind the, the, the wagons. Mm-hmm. And 
What what are you using to set off the explosion? The lantern? Fire? We Maringu does a caravan in the steps. Fair. He would know how to start a fire You're in right. the steps. You're right. Okay, yeah. So he he did like Just a trying to did trick like a me. fuse trail. Um lit it, ran back. A few seconds go by. Also, we would have prepared for that. Kaboom! Massive explosion. <laughs> You hear the, the the massive crack in the, um, I don't know why, but this entire time I've been picturing the wall as like uh, adobe uh, clay. Oh, okay. Like not... I pictured stones, but I guess I don't know why I would have if that's, it's not really like the area that we're in. Adobe clay makes more sense. I don't remember, hmm, I don't remember if it, the, the beginning of this series 39 hours ago, holy crap. We established what the wall was actually made out of. I, In truth, it's probably both. Yeah, yes. Uh, I think that's fair. We'll say, like, a, a stone inside with, like, a clay, adobe clay outside. Mm-hmm. There's this massive explosion, this huge crack. Um, and then you, like, uh, clay is, like, flying past you. And you hear, like, the crumbling of the stone as it falls in on itself. And when you look again, there is a huge, uh, well, there's a there's a thin hole, thin crack mm-hmm. uh, in the wall, maybe at as wide as five feet wide, like enough for a person at a time to fit through. Okay. Um, and a lot of rubble at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So it is going to take like some time to clearing. And immediately, like the city guard is running towards the hole and like is starting to like clear out some of this rubble to try and clear a hole. Mm-hmm. There's still like smoke all around you and it's like pouring into the the uh the city what do you do i am keeping an eye on omen and his family while also um helping clear the rubble because i have two grenades on me ready to throw into the hole should we need it okay and i think when you when you are run up to clear the rubble you see through this hole and you can see Corpstown. You can mm-hmm. see all of Corpstown. And it has been ransacked. The fronts of buildings are uh, torched uh, and scorched black with flame. Mm-hmm. There are uh, roofs that have been caved in. I think you even see a, a few bodies in the streets. And you can see in the distance the the stairs and the line, the, the huge barricade that the city guard has set up mm-hmm. and the tents. And uh, the occasional body running through the streets towards the explosion. Okay. And I think we're going there. All right. <laughs> what do you think? I am excited to murder people. <laughs> Diana is excited to murder people. Consistent has reservations. Fair. Thank you for joining us this week. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and we hope to see you again next week. Yeah. Big thank you to Zach B., our editor, without whom the show would not get made. Really, really. We want to thank In Love With A Ghost for their use of their song Chilling At Nemo's Place. Um, You can find that on their album Healing. And yeah, you should be listening to that really, really. Uh, If you like us, please make sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, It really means a lot to us and it helps others to find us. It's one of the most important ways that you can support the show is by just stopping by iTunes and leaving us a review, uh, leaving a rating. It increases improves our, our our stats for algorithms and it also just makes us feel really good if if you haven't yet and you would like to support the show please 
one of the most important things you could do is leave an iTunes review. Absolutely. Please recommend us to your friends. Um, not just your RPG-loving friends, but your friends who like love, your friends who like absurdism, and your friends who you like a lot. Please recommend us. And you can recommend us through Twitter or Facebook. Where can they find us on Twitter? They can find us at, at HeartPointsPod. And um, you can add us or you can, well, I guess you don't add us. You tweet at us or you can hashtag us. Uh, you can also find us at HeartPoints at the same place, at HeartPointsPod. Did you mean Facebook? Is that, what did I say? You said you could find us at HeartPoints at the same place. Oh, um, I definitely meant at Facebook. <laughs> Small plug, I am starting a new show with my two brothers where we are playing every Final Fantasy game uh, ever made, starting with the numbered ones plus tactics. Uh, We play them every week. We play five hours of a Final Fantasy game. We're calling it a leg. And then we meet to talk about it. So the first leg is up. It's at uh, Chasing Chocobos, uh, at Chasing Chocobos on Twitter. The name of the show is Chasing Chocobos. You can find us on Twitter or wherever you get your podcasts, and by that I meant iTunes. Um, and if you if you like Final Fantasy, if you like video games, if you like uh, Three Brothers shooting the shit about nostalgia. And, like, three completely opposite. I don't think you could find people who were more different. We are very, we are di- very different people. Which makes this so much more entertaining. Yeah. So uh, if that sounds interesting to you, uh, make sure to check it out. And I, that that's the end of my plug. That was a good plug. Thank you. Good job. So thank you all again so much for joining us this week. Uh, we hope to see you again next week. And in the meantime, have a very nice day. But like a very, very nice one. I hope it's full of sunshine and happiness. Bye.